receive it and do what you want with it. And we've, we've got to do whatever we can do to get these messages to the world because it's up to us. They're not going to, they're not going to hear it from anywhere else. So, uh, hopefully this will be a help to you tonight. But Proverbs chapter 4 in verse 1, we're going to go through this whole chapter tonight, kind of do a verse by verse through it. A lot of good stuff in this chapter. But Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Hear ye children the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Okay, and right here, the first thing, one of the first things I want to show you in this passage right here is one of the, it's one of these things that we used to be able to just make a statement like, obey your parents, follow your parents, you know, do what your mom and dad tell you to do, you know, trust them, they love you, they'll lead you down the right path. And if I get up and I and I preach something like that, and I say, you know, kids, listen to your parents, you know, listen, follow their counsel and things like that. Even when you're older, even as you grow up, you know, it's good to seek counsel and get advice. Immediately, what we start thinking is we start thinking about all the exceptions, don't we? I mean, we're all in our society today. We're so concerned about these little minority groups and how it might affect some small little group somewhere. We ignore. You know, the majority sometimes, and the exception almost becomes the rule, I guess you can say. And the truth is, when it comes to, uh, tonight what I'm talking about is how to stay on the right path, okay? Because there's a lot of people pulling to get a, you know, to get us going one way or the other, you know, in, in, amongst Christians, in churches. You know, you've got the liberal crowd trying to get you to, you know, come over to the rock and roll church. And then, you know, you got the other, you know, the old paths people, you know, saying stay away from that stuff. And, you know, you got people pulling at you in opposite directions. And then many times people say, well, I'm just going to pick something in the middle. And that's a bad idea, too. You know, and uh, not in the middle of what's out there. And then, and not even just in churches, but even out in the world, you've got people trying to influence you. You've got the news media that are trying to influence you. You've got the politicians trying to, you know, get their agenda across and try to win you over, pull you on their side. You know, do I be a Republican? Do I be a Democrat? Should I just go independent? You know, and then, you know, you've got people out there that are looking for the truth, and many of them don't know where to go. And nowadays, when most people are looking for, you know, information on a subject, what do they do? They Google it. Okay? Or they'll go watch YouTube videos and stuff. And most of what's on there is garbage. But let me tell you, some of those people on there sound really good. There's a lot of preachers, good preachers, that, you know, you can find on the internet, that you can listen to their sermons. You can, some of them, they have videos on there that you can watch and them preaching. There's a lot of good stuff you can learn, but there's a lot of bad ones too. Which ones do I listen to? And I talked to a guy here just recently. I was witnessing to him. And the Jehovah's Witnesses had been visiting with this guy before and talking with him. And you know, I'm telling them one thing. The Jehovah's Witnesses are telling him another thing. Which one do I listen to? You know, which one is right? And I believe the man really wants to know the truth. But how is he supposed to know? Because, you know, you all can say, well, he should listen to you. But why? You know, he doesn't know me any better than he knows those people. 
you know, I could be, as far as he's concerned, I could be a deceiver just like them. How is he supposed to know? And, you know, in this case too, the fellow, he's, you know, he struggles reading. So, I mean, getting in the Bible and finding out what it says, it's, it's going to be a difficult task for somebody that struggles reading. I think another thing by design, our you know public school system has gotten people almost illiterate in a lot of cases, and they they have a really tough time figuring things out on their own. But um, how are people supposed to know? You know, who are they supposed to listen to? Because you know, and obviously, it's obvious that we all need to listen to God, right? But there are people all over the place saying God says do this, God says do that. We say, well, this is the Word of God right here, King James Bible. But then another person comes along and says, well, no, it's the you know, New Living Translation or, or one of these other ones. How are they supposed to know? Are they supposed to go buy you know, Bill Grady's book, Final Authority, which is a very good book that is very exhaustive, I think, in a lot of details. But I'm going to tell you right now, I think it's kind of boring. And I'm not picking on the man one bit. I mean, it's a great book that when I read it, I was very impressed with him. I can't believe he did all that study, but it's it's tough to read all that stuff. He's talking about all, I mean, just going into all the details and all these things, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to accept it by faith. <laughs> and I, you know, I just, I, that's a lot of study. But you know what? Most people aren't even going to get that. They're not going to take the time to read all to read all those things. They're not going to do the research. And so even if we say God, you know, how do they know what God really says? Because the Mormons are saying God says. The Jehovah's Witnesses are saying God said. You know, and so it's a tough thing. And so just I think some simple advice that we can see in the Word of God that when I give this to you in twenty fifteen, it might sound like no, that won't work today. But listen it would work today. It's just there are you know it's it's one of these things we can go on a lot of rabbit trails here tonight because our society and our culture is so off in so many areas that many of these things are going to seem hard to receive. But if we were to chase these rabbits, I guess, and we might we might do a couple of them, if we you know just if we were what the Bible wants us to be, you know, it's it's all going to work out fine. And so, for, so first off, if you want to stay on the right path, okay, if you want to go in the right direction, you need to follow those who love you the most. Okay, you follow those who love you the most. Okay, that guy out on the internet, okay, whether he's a preacher or whoever he is, do you think he really cares about you? Okay? Truth is, you're just one more view on his YouTube video or one more visitor to his website. There is no real care that you know of. And it's amazing how many people are straying from their churches, they're straying from the teachings of their parents because of something they were taught on the internet. I was talking to a preacher here a while back and he was talking about all these young preachers that, you know, as soon as they get out of Bible college and stuff, they go and go off on all this liberalism and stuff. And he was talking about how, you know, a lot of people are being pastored by the internet. They found guys that they like on there. They like what they have to say. And so they quit following their parents who, you know, they love them. They quit following their pastor that, you know, has been teaching them that, I mean, that genuinely cares about them. I just, I mean, maybe the guy is off on a couple little things, 
but you know that person loves you and isn't trying to lead you astray. They're wanting to help you out. You know, their Bible college where they're, you know, the, the preachers there and the teachers that they have, I mean, people who have invested time in them and just love them and done everything they can to teach them, they will reject everything these people teach them because of somebody on the internet. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And you need to follow those who love you the most. And clearly and obviously, God loves us more than anybody. He's the one that we ought to follow. But then after that, I think I think parents. You know, listen to the parents. Well, what if your parents are bad? That's one of those rabbit trails, okay? And the truth is, one of the reasons I think there's a lot of, you know, I'm, I know parents are part of the responsibility. But here's the thing: I think if children and teenagers and even young adults, if they went to their parents and submitted themselves to them, maybe those parents would take their job a little more serious. You know, maybe if, if as a child, you went to your dad, you know, hey, what should I do in this situation? Maybe they, he'd get in the Word of God and find out. Maybe he would go seek some counsel. But unfortunately, they don't even try to figure out what would be best for you because they know they're not going to listen to me. They're not going to do anything I had to say. So, you know, that's a rabbit trail that we could go down. I'd rather not do tonight. But you know what? Following your parents, okay, you know they love you. And if we would submit, I think we would be more likely to get godly advice. I think, you know, if, if teenagers weren't stressing their parents out so much and you know, causing so many conflicts, you know, maybe they would be right with God. Maybe they would, you know, uh, lead him on the right path, but you know, Bible says in Hebrews chapter twenty verse twelve, or, or not Hebrews, Exodus chapter twenty verse twelve: Honor thy father and thy mother. Honor thy father and thy mother, that it may be that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So, right there in one of the Ten Commandments, we want to talk about the exceptions all the time. Okay, that's part of our society. Because we know about, we've heard all the news stories about the crazy parents out there that are not a majority. They're a tight, they're a small minority. But we see that honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. God said, honor your parents and you're going to live longer. And we need to stop worrying about the exceptions and just going back to what God says. And you know what? I personally believe if God sees a young person, a teenager, you know, a college age student or whatever, go to their parents. Trying to be obedient to the Word of God. Submitting to their parents. Trying to be obedient to the Word of God. I believe if that parent is off, I believe God will maybe change that parent's heart. I believe you know, my parents aren't very wise. Well, I believe God would give your parent wisdom if God sees you being obedient like that. If He sees you showing enough faith to do what He said to do just because He said it, I believe He's going to help you out in that. And even if your, I believe this too, that even if your parents made the wrong decision, okay? I mean, even if maybe you went to them, hey, you know, which Bible college should I go to? And you did it because you didn't know. But you're thinking, I want, to, I want to do things biblically. I want to do what the Bible says. And your parents may, maybe picked the wrong one. But God saw the way you were trying to be obedient, the way you were trying to follow His Word. You know what? I believe God will still bless you there. I believe you'll do fine there. Why? Because of that obedience. That Bible says God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. When you submit to those in authority over you like that, God gives you grace. Well, that's unmerited favor. That's something you don't deserve. 
So even if they didn't make the perfect choice, God's going to give you grace in that situation and bless you anyway. Why? Just because you humbled yourself and you were obedient to what He said to do. And so, so we all want to, we all want to think about these exceptions instead of just doing what God simply said to do. You know, God doesn't put a lot of disclaimers in the Bible. You know, that He'll say, you know, this will help you. You know, honor thy father and mother, unless you come from home. You know, and then just gives all these exceptions that we all want to talk about. And everybody wants to be the exception for everything. Why don't we just follow what the Bible says and let God work the other stuff out? Why don't we just do what God has commanded us to do? and then let God straighten everybody else out. But we all think we can go against the God's plan and we blame everybody else that's around us. And I think you'll always be better off if you just follow those that you know love you the most. And people like your parents, nobody loves you more than your parents. You know, other godly Christians. Hey, you know, people in the church, the ones that you know that you know they care about you. I mean, the people that you know are praying for you. Why would you listen to somebody on the internet or even some coworker? Or I mean, it's just amazing how people they will grow up being taught something and they make friends with somebody, and within a month they've got them completely taking another path. Why would they do that? You know, why would a young person who grew up in a Christian home? And you know, some young girl whose dad taught her that she's valuable, whose dad taught her that she was pure and that she was special and she was worth you know, that she was worth waiting for until marriage, and then some slick talking guy who only thinks about himself, who only cares about himself, will get her to throw away everything her dad taught her. How does how does that happen? Because we don't we don't just simply follow the word of God. We don't, we don't, we follow people who love themselves. And unfortunately, many of these internet people, it is all about themselves. You know, they want to get the most Twitter followers or most, you know, they want to get the most views on YouTube or whatever. And so they are, I mean, they're looking at you as just a way to prop themselves up. They're not trying to prop you up. They're not trying to build you up. They don't really care. And yet people listen to them all the time over people like their parents, over people from their own churches, people who know them personally, people who maybe, you know, they they were there, you know, for you know, they were the ones that showed up at your birthday parties, or they were the ones that, you know, were there and visited you when you were sick and in the hospital. They were the ones that have been there, and yet we want to listen to strangers over that. To me it sounds like a recipe to destruction, to getting off the right path. And so you know how to know because we're always going to be getting pulled. And when you got two people pulling on you in opposite directions, just ask yourself which one of these people really care about me. And I can, I can probably promise you nine times out of ten, I know we all want to think about those exceptions. Your parents love you more than you know some guy trying to get an internet following. So pay attention, you know, pay attention to those things. So also, you know, follow the roadmaps that have been given to you. Look at verse 4. He taught me also and said to me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. He's talking about his father. This is what my father taught me. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. 
This is advice from our fathers. He's saying, son, if you can get anything, get a hold of wisdom. This is going to help you so much. It's going to make such a difference in your life. And then verse 8, Exalt her. She shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. And when thou runnest, they shall not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. You see, when, when you follow these maps, okay, it's going to take you to good places we see here. And think about this too. When you're following a map, it's obviously, any time you follow a map anywhere, if you, the fact that you have a map is proof that someone's been there before. I mean, I know that's just common sense, but somebody's been there before. That's how they were able to make the map. And so they, they know where the twists and turns are. They know what's out there. They know the best, you know, the best way to get there. And therefore, you know, because they've been there before and people who are older than you, you know, like your parents, you know, uh, you know, older, wiser people, what they're, when they're giving you advice, they're trying to help you get to a good place. Hey, I've been where you were before. I've been in that same boat you're on. Listen, this is how I got out of that situation. And listen, I know this path that you're on right now. Hey, there's going to be some opportunities to take some turns down the wrong path. Don't go there. I went that way and it got me in trouble. And we all could give stories about that. Bad decisions we made. Bad paths that we took in our life that got us in trouble. And so what do you do? You warn your children, hey, don't go down that road. You know, all right. You know, you think you think you can handle a little bit of drinking. You think you can drink in moderation. You know, I tried that path one time, and you know what? I be, I became a drunk. You know, I this happened. You know, and tell them the bad stories, scare them a little bit. You know, I mean, it's it's okay. They need to know. They don't want to go that way. And so, uh, you know, these they're t- they're trying to tell you about places that they've been. You know, the good places. Sometimes when they're telling you a path to take, hey, I went this way and boy, it was wonderful. Boy, this way. I mean, we've talked. I've talked to people before when I've been physically going places, and they've told me, hey, here's another route you can take. Maybe they've told me about a more scenic route. It's prettier. Maybe they've told me about, um, you know, a quicker route. Hey, if you go this way, this is going to save you a lot of time. This is this is going to be so much better. Or maybe they've recently been down that path. Hey, you don't want to go down that path. You know, there's road construction stuff going on there. You're going to get delayed for hours. And you you listen to those people that are farther down the road than you are. People like your parents. You know, older people don't go listening to younger people. Okay, it's just it makes sense. Are you saying all you know? Younger people don't know anything. You know, sometimes they can know things, but it just it's wiser to go to the older people. I mean, you all would think I wasn't a very good pastor. You know, I was having conferences with Allie, you know, on Saturday to figure out what I should preach the next day. You know, what does she know? <laughs> you know, what does she know about it? She's going to tell me to do a message on princesses in the Bible or something. You know, <laughs> that, that, that's what she's that's that's what she's going to want me to talk about. But there are there are people that they've been in these places. There's places they wish they never went to. You know, just like, man, I, I wish I hadn't done that. Or maybe there's paths that they wish they would have taken. And you've got to think about that. They, you know, they've been down these roads. 
They know what to avoid. They know what to go after. And listen to those. We, the Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. And you know, most people that get themselves in trouble, it's because they go following after, you know, just one person. You know, they've, they've got one person that they've gone nuts over. You know, one TV personality, internet personality, whatever. They, do, they just go, they go nuts over. You know, I, I get, I worry about anybody that just goes nuts over a person. You know, I've known people before, they went and they visited a Bible college or something, their kids went to the Bible college, and man, that Bible college, it was just the greatest thing that ever happened. Oh, that preacher, he's just great. He's wonderful. And they just, I mean, just go nuts over it. And you know, when you go that crazy over somebody, when you go that crazy over a person, you know what it tells me? And I, I read into things sometime. Deep down, you know you probably made a bad decision and you're just trying to tell yourself, I did the right thing. I did the right thing. And it's like, you know, nobody's that great. Nobody's that perfect. Okay? And you know what? You know, I've had people even here before, you know, that have gone nuts about how, you know, great the church is and stuff. And you know what? The people that do that don't usually stay real long. And you know, I'm, if you want to say great things about the church, that's fine. But don't go overboard, okay? I know I'm not the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, I, you know, I'm not, and so other people aren't going to believe it. I'm not going to believe it. You know, just don't do that. Hey, but pe- people do. And they, and they will, they will just pick somebody. One person. And whatever that person says, I mean, that's just gospel. Whatever that person says is right. And it's their new theme for the year. I mean, just following individual people. The Bible says in a multitude of counselors, their safety. You know, talk to more than one person. Before you go and change the whole way of life that you've been taught, go have some conversations with some people. Go talk to some people. Because there's maybe many out there, hey, I was in that same place one time. I almost did the same thing. Uh, that you're about to do, and this is what, or maybe I did do it. This is what happened to me. You don't want to do that. You know, it's like I was thinking about this uh, just this week. Uh, I was thinking about some messages to preach on. And I was thinking, you know, what if you know you could go back in time and tell somebody, hey, invest in Microsoft. You know, invest. You know, tell them what things to invest in in the stock market. You know, I mean, wouldn't it be nice if you could? Go back and do that. But we kind of have that to a certain extent with a lot of things in life. I mean, you know, I don't know if you you realize this, but there's not that much variety in people's lives and how things turn out. There's not a huge variety, and so maybe if we would talk to a few people, you know, they can they can tell you where you're going, what to do. They can tell you what you ought to do, but we don't do that. We don't take advantage of it. And I was thinking about this too. I was like, you know, like, man, I wish I could go back in time and, you know, invest in all these things. And we say that, you know, we would do it, we would, we say all these things we would invest in, yet we know about the rewards in the future for what we do here on earth, and we do absolutely nothing about it. I think that's kind of interesting. That's, that's another message right there we could preach. But, you know, we need to, we need, you know, we need to think about these things. You know, follow follow those roadmaps. You know, don't stray, and then finally, you know, don't stray from the righteous path. Okay, because that's the thing. You know, which path do I take? All right. You know, and the preachers I hang around, they all shout about taking the old paths. All right, take the old paths. Well, you know, they're not, a lot of times too. They're not real specific about what the old paths are. All right, because uh, you know, and a lot of what's considered the old paths 
amongst Baptists today isn't even really that old. A lot, a lot of it. So you know, what are these paths we're supposed to take? And simply, they are the paths of righteousness. And uh, and righteousness is basically following the law of God. Proverbs four fourteen: Enter not into the path of the wicked. Go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away. For they sleep not except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. You see, they say just don't look at it. Don't think about it. Don't go that way. Follow after righteousness. And it's amazing how quickly people will go off on these things you know, go follow these other different directions. I mean, one of the first things, okay, in churches, for example, uh, there's a big pull, you know, to go to the rock and roll church, the contemporary music. There's a big pull, you know, to quit preaching on standards. Uh, you know, just be a little more, you know, make things a little more friendly for the lost. There's a big pull for that, and a lot of guys are going for it. But you know, what's funny. One of the first things that they do, one of the first things that churches do when they go liberal is they bring in the rock and roll music. The music is the first thing that goes south. I don't know why this is, but the music is always one of the first things that goes south. Second thing after that, you you cannot have conservative music and dress conservatively. It, it just doesn't fit. Can you imagine you know, today's rock and rollers dressing like this? Okay? <laughs> They're not going to do it. It, just, it doesn't fit the music, okay? A lot of these singers and stuff, they're, they do sensual music. They wear very little clothing sometimes. Why? Because it's sensual music. And this wicked music, this liberal music, you can't dress conservative. And so the music goes, the dress goes downhill real fast. Well, now, if you start getting off on the music like that, if you start getting off on the clothing, you're inviting all kinds of junk in your church. And, so, but, and there's going to be something that's going to make... It's very difficult to continue down that path, and it's this book that becomes a huge inconvenience because there's way too much in there, you know, about not conforming to the world. You know, there's too much. There's too much in there about that. There's a lot in there about even clothing and stuff too. And so you know what? The, they start. They change Bible every time. Music, dress, and then they change their Bible. It just in succession. Just like that, and you know what? I've been warned since I was a little kid, you know, not to take that path. And now I'm only 34, but I've seen enough people take it. I'm not, I'm not going that way. It, it always happens. Music, dress, Bible, every time. And then once the Bible goes, it gets so bad you don't even recognize it anymore. I don't, you, you, I don't even know what happens in these places after that. They get so bad, I just can't even look at it anymore. And you just, and it's just, it's anything can happen once you get rid of the right Bible. So you don't stray from those things. But notice what it says um, in verse... Uh, lost my spot. Verse 14. Or no, no, 18. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. I think this is interesting too. And this... Um, Maybe next Sunday I'll be talking a little more about this. But this is, I think we can see kind of a parallel here. Notice that the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. One of the reasons that we are 
that churches, I don't want to say we, I don't, I don't feel like I'm in this crowd, but churches are going liberal is they feel like they can reach more people by being like them. And the truth is, as this world gets more and more wicked, churches who do stay by the truth, many of them do seem to be getting smaller numbers, don't they? A lot of these churches, we're not the biggest churches anymore. Fundamental Baptist churches, they used to be some of the biggest churches in the state. We're not anymore. Um, we are fewer in number than we used to be. And so many people think we must be doing something wrong. We need to go that way. But here's our world's getting more and more wicked. We're supposed to be making a difference. And so the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Our job is not to get results. Our job is not about getting the numbers. Our job is to glorify God and be obedient to what He said to do. That is our job. That is what we're supposed to do. And then I want you to look and you know, keep your finger there in Proverbs 4. But now look at Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1. And this, I believe, is a rapture passage. This is a passage about the rapture in the Old Testament. What's going to happen? And I've, you know, I've taught you all here, I don't believe that when the rapture comes, we just disappear like that. I believe we are changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And look at how what is that change that's going to take place? Well, first of all, this incorruptible is going to put on incorruption, or this corruptible is going to put on incorruption. This mortal is going to put on immortality. And when we do this, look what it says in verse 1. And at that time, Michael, who's Michael? The archangel. Remember that voice of the archangel? And, uh, so stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as, such as never was since there was a nation even at that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Right there, the resurrection of the dead. Okay, The resurrection of the dead is a one-time thing. Okay, there is only one resurrection of the of the dead for believers, and there is one for the lost. And that's the rest of the dead live not again to the thousand years were finished. But there's one rapture. There's one resurrection of the uh, dead in Christ. And verse uh, three, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. I believe that when Jesus Christ returns and when we are raptured, that the world is going to see, it is going to be a witness and a testimony what the truth was. They, they will know. They will know what we were teaching. They will know the things that we had talked about, the things that we stood for. And then go to Matthew chapter, or Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 14. But notice how it says, they that be right shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. Just like in Proverbs, we talk, we see the shining there. Uh, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 14. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Matthew 5.14 
Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Right now, we're supposed to be letting our light shine. Right now, we are supposed to be showing people the truth. We are supposed to stand for truth. Let people see what it is. And one of these days, when Jesus Christ returns, we are going to shine as the brightness of a firmament. And it's going to be a testimony to the world that, you know what? The Lord did send a witness. There was a witness on this earth. Those who are righteous will be very clear at that time because they're going to get caught up. They're going to get taken out of here. And the world is going to be left to face judgment but knowing full well that there was somebody there that told the truth. There were lights that shined. And hopefully, we will be one of those lights that are shining, that are, that are telling the truth. And that righteous, and the way that we shine as lights is by righteousness. By following the Word of God. When we stray from that path, when we disobey God, we're hiding our light under a bushel. It's not making the light go out. Okay, You don't lose your salvation, but we are hiding our light and we have a responsibility to show the world truth and we do it by being righteous. By, showing, uh, by setting the example. And so many people are... Unfortunately, many Christian people are getting off the righteous path. And the path of the wicked, it's going to take you to some dark places that are very hard to get out of. And you know, it's it's amazing to me and it's it's and it's difficult sometimes just talking to people that are in these terrible, terrible situations. I mean that their lives are just a mess. And you know what? I feel like I know what they need to do, but you can't get them to see it. They're so far gone, they're so deep in the dark, they just they don't know what to do. And then if you speak the truth you know, if you if you tell the truth, okay, there's a lot of depression in this world. There are a lot of just miserable people, and you know, and and I I see this all the time. You'll have people whose lives are wrecked; they're miserable, and many times it's a it's a young couple that are shacking up. Okay, and you know what? You're not supposed to have anything to say about that. You're not supposed to judge those people, and when you tell them something like. You're living in sin. You know what you're doing? You're shining a light. And many times they reject it. They will get mad. Tell somebody, hey, you need to, you need to be in church. They get mad at you. Why? Because you shined a light on that sin that was in the, that was in their life. And yet these people are wanting you to help them, but they don't want you to shine a light. And it can't be done. We have to we have to shine the light, but many people they're re, they're rejecting that light. They're running from the light because they're so deep in their sin. And then you know they want, and then they get mad at you because like you didn't fix their problem. It's like I can't even talk to you. I can't even tell you what you need to hear. You know, you go to some people's houses. They, you know, I have people call all the time that are you know wanting financial help and stuff from the church. And you know, I could if I, what do you think would happen if I went over to some of their houses? And I said, all right, well, first off, we want to help you. But you know what? Just handing you cash isn't going to help you. All right? We're going to help you. You know, we need to fix what got you in this situation. 
I notice you smoke. Yeah, that's a waste of money. You need to stop doing that. I see beer cans in your yard. That's a problem. You know, can you imagine what they would do if I went in their house and started telling them those things? I'm going to get thrown out real fast. But the truth is, that's what they need to hear. That's the truth. That's why then the situation, you need to stop sitting around and watch TV and you need to go get a job somewhere. You know, and maybe you would make it in time for work if you didn't drink yourself to sleep every night. You know, maybe, you know, it, it just, but people, they can't even handle hearing those things. And that when you stray from that righteous path, it takes you in dark places and people get used to the dark and they can't handle the light. I was, I was inside here this week and it's kind of dimly lit in here and I went outside one time, man, I just, it burnt my eyes. I couldn't see them just, you know, trying to, Wait for my eyes to adjust to the light. And that's how it is when people get off that righteous path. The light hurts. And many times instead of just taking the time to let themselves adjust, they just immediately, no, I don't want anything to do with it. They run from it. And you know, the truth is, a righteous person can find their way through any situation. Back to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. It says, But the path of the just is is the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Okay? They see what they need to see. They they know what they need to do. You know, I'm I'm raising six kids right now. And sometimes, you know, I just get kind of aggravated when you see these parents that have their one or two kids that are just ruling the house and they just they can't control them one bit. And you know, part of their problem is they're not following the commands of the Bible. But can you imagine what would happen if I went and shined a light and said, "Hey, you need to spank your kid"? <laughs> you know, oh, you know, you're not allowed to tell people that. You're not allowed to tell people the truth. And but the thing is, if they don't get on the righteous path, it's just going to keep getting worse, and they're going to get worse and worse and worse. And then what we're gonna—they're gonna finally gonna have to make up all these disorders they have. All he's got, you know, he's got mental health problems. He's got ADHD. He's got this. He's got that. Then they're gonna put him on medication. Now he's gonna be more likely to turn into a drug addict later. I mean, the statistics can prove that right there. And it's just like, you know, how are we supposed to, you know, how are we supposed to help people? Look, for right now, what I can tell you all is just make sure you don't go down those paths. Make sure you don't do it. Stay on the right path. Follow those who love you the most. You know, follow the roadmaps that have been given. You pay attention and then get on that righteous path and just don't stray. It will get dark. You will get in trouble. Keep your eyes on the road ahead. Verse 20, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet. Let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. You've got to keep your eyes on the road. Well, what am I supposed to look at? Well, Philippians 3.14, Paul said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul said, you know, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And if you keep your eyes on Christ, well, first off, He is the light. He is the light. You keep your eyes on Christ. He is righteousness. You will know what to do. You've got to keep your eyes on the, on the Christ, on the Lord, and just 
we got to be careful. Don't get distracted by these things. And you are. There are going to be many people calling out to you all throughout your life. Don't stray. Follow these command. Follow these principles we see in Proverbs. Follow those that you know love you, not people who love themselves. You know, take you know, follow the road the roadmaps that we given you. You do that by seeking counsel and a multitude of counselor. There's safety. Get on the right righteous path. Get in the book. Study the book. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. Let Him set the example. Don't let other people set the example for you. Let Jesus Christ set the example. And if you do that, you'll you'll be okay. All easier said than done. It's gonna take it's gonna take some faith, but you can do that. So with that, I want us all to stand together tonight.